are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Always wonderful and charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up Locked On Diamondbacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's pod, we got Sully on of Locked On MLB for that part three where we're talking about no hitters. Are there too many? Uh, we discuss our favorite storylines from the season. So we just talk about a whole lot on this pod. I could have made this a recap pod, but I'm going to do a quick 30-second recap for you guys. Sunday's game, pitching was awful by Duplantier, not very good by Riley Smith, and the offense didn't come through. Saturday's game, the offense was really great. Pitching did not come through in the clutch. Joaquin Soria blew the game in the ninth inning. There you go, your 30-second D-backs recap of yesterday's uh, this weekend's slate of games. So uh, not really much going on, D-backs. Have lost 10 straight games. They're now 20 and 46 on the season. So they're playing the San Francisco Giants starting today. So we'll talk uh, more about that series on the next pods, you know, the next couple of pods. Maybe I'll bring a guest on. I don't think I'm probably going to talk to Ben Kaspick of Lockdown Giants. I don't have anything scheduled with him right now. So we probably won't be talking, but uh, I might try to get a beat writer on the pod pretty soon to uh, talk about the D back season and where it's headed. Just uh, a whole lot of uh, a mess of things going on with the D backs right now. But uh, before we hop in today's pod, Join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, every day in Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Lockdown MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's jump right into the pod. Yeah, so maybe a way to combat it, I don't know, this might be a little radical, but maybe doing something where your starting pitcher has to go at least five innings, you know, assuming they're healthy. They have to go at least five innings. It doesn't matter, or unless they hit like 150 pitches before five innings. But if they're not, if they're under 100 pitches before five innings, maybe you have to keep them out there, no matter if they're getting shelled for eight runs, because now, you know, Teams like the Rays, they want to get to that bullpen as quickly as they can. Basically, their starters are just long relievers nowadays. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they tell their starters, go give us four to five. It innings. works. And it it works. works for them. It works for them. It's tough to tell them not to do that. I'll yeah. tell you, uh, this was my suggestion. This was my rule suggestion that I did. And I'm sure there's some faults to it, but I think the spirit of it could work. That, you know, when you turn in your lineup card, you know, and the, the managers come out, they meet, they hand, here's our lineup card, here's our lineup card. On the lineup card are the four pitchers you've activated for the first nine innings. Mm-hmm. 
you get to use four pitchers over nine innings. Now, if your starting pitcher gets shelled and you got to go to your reliever, mm. you only got two left. Okay. You know, and so if you're going into the, if you're going into the deeper into the game and your starting pitcher can go five, you know, like a lot of those guys they have on the Brewers now, like Burns and Woodruff and Peralta are giving them six, seven innings a start. Then, you know, if you get into the late innings, you still have three pitchers you can play with. But, and once you get into extra innings, the gloves are off. You can use as many as you want. But, you know, when I see the games, it's like the final score is three to two. And each team used five or six pitchers. I'm like, the game was three to two. By definition, nobody got shelled. And, you know, why are you bringing in, why, why is there such a parade of pitchers coming in here? So that's my rule. But, you know, I also liked the, I can't remember who, it may have been Rob Nye. I can't remember who suggested this. But they said that um, if you bring in a, a, a relief pitcher, you lose your DH. Mm, okay. <laughs> these, so, are, these are really wild rules. And so, like, if you have a J.D. Martinez or someone who's a really good DH, you bring in them, you, like, he could go to the outfield, but then you got to take mm. an outfielder out and the pitcher is in the fifth slot or wherever. It, or, I don't know how, but, like, I, I prefer my rule, the four-pitcher rule. Mm-hmm. Because you go in and you kind of, and the relievers know, okay, I know I got a, I got a day off today, or I got, you know, got, I, you know, I got to be able to come in, especially if I have to give them three or four innings if the starting pitcher gets shelled. Uh, it prevents having these games where it looks like a spring training game and there's like 15 pitchers and none of them throw more than 12 pitches. Like, why do you take that pitcher out? He pitched, he threw 12 pitches. You know, that yeah. to me, I would prefer to see that. Yeah, because managers nowadays, they just tell your pitchers, go throw as hard as you can. And whenever your arm is done, we got someone else. Because I think yeah. the average fastball velocity is like 97 or something. It's something wild this year. Well, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. That used to be the elite, and now that's the average. Yeah. It, and so a, if you're a batter and you've gone into their bullpen and in comes Zeus chucking lightning bolts at you, yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to ground out. Yeah, I think in the D-backs game against the Mets last week when they faced the Grom, I think he averaged like 100 miles an hour on his fastball. That entire game, the entire He's game he averaged. It's He's insane. DeGrom is unbelievable. Yeah, he absolutely. Do you know, I was thinking about this just the other day. I, I so miss Jose Fernandez. Yeah. I so miss Jose Fernandez. I used to love when he was pitching for the Marlins. I loved watching him pitch, not just because he was so good, but he seemed to, he was so much fun. It was, he had that Pedro Martinez quality. Pedro Martinez is my favorite player of all time. And, you know, because when he pitched, he was like, it was like a maestro. It was like you're watching, it's like watching a great artist. And when he wasn't pitching, he was so much fun and he was so funny and such a goofball. And uh, and and Jose Fernandez had that quality. He wasn't obviously wasn't as great as Pedro, but he was on the way to having a really wonderful career. Uh, it probably would be with the Cardinals right now. They would have traded to, the Marlins would have traded him for pennies on the dollar. Um, but uh, yeah, I miss that. You know, and having that the pitcher is my favorite position. You know, because when you have a great pitcher like a Degrom, like you know Randy Johnson in his prime like Scherzer, you know, like Clayton's why I love Clayton Kershaw. It's why I love Bumgarner. And, and, you know, when Linson comes prime with the giants, when you have a pitcher who just, when they take the mound, they just put their thumbprint on the game. Roy Halladay was that, had that mm -hmm. quality, you know, to me, that's my favorite kind of 
dominance when you see on the mound. It's so much fun to see. And so I part of me doesn't mind the pitchers getting the advantage because I, I love a well-pitched game. And I have no problem with no hitters being thrown. Sully and I will continue our conversation in just a second, but investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. All you need is 500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront.com do the work for you. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. get back into the pod okay so you don't think we're seeing an overabundance of no hitters because i make the argument that we're seeing too many no hitters and it's actually not good for the sport of baseball you must be a lot of fun on christmas there are too many presents under the tree look at the tigers and the orioles are going to have slogs of seasons this year give them the means no hitter give them the turnbull give them something fun yeah, I no, like, I'm okay with and, that. And, and if you want a fast-paced game where we're not constantly going into the bullpen the whole time, what's going to be faster pace with fewer relievers than a no-hitter? Okay, but a no-hitter is like opening your box of presents and there's nothing inside because there's, I there's, didn't, but there's nothing going on. No, the guy threw a no-hitter. Because if you're trying to grow the sport of baseball, it's hard to tell someone, hey, come watch baseball. Literally nothing is going to happen tonight. There will be no action going on. Yeah, come see an extraordinary moment that is super fun that will be something that people remember generations. You're right. We should not have super fun things that generations remember. That's not how to build the game. I, I, come on. Your, your anti-universal DH argument is that it's unpredictable, and when it does happen, it's a spectacle. Right now, Arden, if no-hitters don't become a spectacle anymore because they're happening. Well, so, so, the, so, so we don't want pitchers hitting – Mm-mm. because that doesn't happen enough, mm-hmm. but we don't want no hitters because they happen too often. Mm-hmm. We don't want, we don't okay. want a no hitter. Right. I just day. want to just want to just, you know, just point that out there. Yeah. Um, I like fun. <laughs> you don't like fun. I guess we disagree. Um, <laughs> the overarching, if you had to do a Venn diagram, the middle would be scoring more runs. It would all about be, it would all be about the offense. So what you should do, what we should all aim for is the 1995 Rockies where games were 11 to 10. Hey, no, I, I think be that, fun. No. <laughs> no. All right, then go watch a beer league. So I like to watch a well-pitched game. Hey, I want to see well-pitched. I don't mind the no-hitter. We just don't need it every day. And it well, should we, every it day. It slowed down a little bit. Yeah, it, it slowed down, down now. It slowed down now, finally. I mean, it was you, like every Tuesday we had a no-hitter. Orioles over. are going to have nothing this year. You're going to take away the one <laughs> thing, the one thing they have. 
You're just mad because your no hitter was seven innings. It didn't, didn't count. Didn't count. They did me dirty. What, what's your take on that, real quick? Did you think it's, it's not a no hitter? I mean, it's not it, no hitter's got to be nine innings. I mean, Bumgarner did everything he was asked to do. Did the game? But, count? Uh, but the, there's did a the difference game? between a seven inning no hitter and a nine inning no. Was it a seven inning game? It's true. That's only but if it was rain, I have. But uh, uh, a game that Pascal Perez pitched in 1990 got rained out after, and he pitched like, was it five and a third innings and it was no hit? Mm-hmm. Five I'm, and a third innings. I'm okay with just putting an asterisk. If you want to just I'm fine. Do you, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I like just fun. put an asterisk. Yeah, just I like put an fun. asterisk on it. I'm, okay I'm, I'm in that. favor of fun. Now, we've talked a lot about offense and what can the sport do to increase that, the pace of play, a whole bunch of yada, yada. But I want to switch the conversation a little bit before uh, we get out of here. And I want to ask you, just like, what are some overall storylines that you've been following this season? It doesn't have to be, I mean, you're the lockdown MOB guy. Yeah. Usually when I ask people that question, it's about their team or whatever. But what, what's the most fun storyline you've been watching this season or the biggest surprise that you've seen from this season? Well, the most surreal storyline is the Cubs because mm. the Cubs went into this year wanting to sell and they're now tied for first place and it's mid-June. So it's tough to sell when you're in first place. Um, you know, they went, they probably, if you put truth serum in them, they, they would have liked to have stumbled out of the gate so they can put the Bryants and the Rizzos on, and certainly the Ariettas on the block and rebuild. Mm-hmm. But it's tough to do that when you're in first place. The single biggest shocker at this point and I, the, and I have only one explanation for it, is that as of this recording, the best team in baseball is the San Francisco Giants mm. in terms of win-loss record. Mm-hmm. Th- that makes no sense. No sense. The fact that they're getting such great performances, especially out of Gosman and a resurgent Buster Posey in that division where you have a very good Dodger team and a very good Padre team, that the Giants are on top of. The only explanation I have is... My father, who died this January, it was a giant fan from the days of the Polo Grounds right up until the days of Bruce Bochy, uh, is upstairs pulling strings. That's the only explanation mm. for why the Giants are in first place at this point. Um, I think the fact that you the, the White Sox, I think, are one of the more interesting teams in baseball. Yeah. Uh, the, the American League is going to be a scrum. Because there's not going to be a 100-win team, and there's not going to be a 100-loss team. There's going to be a bunch of teams bunched up between 87 and 92 wins that some of them are going to have home field advantage in the division series, and some of them are going to be playing golf, and they're all going to be within four or five games of each other. And it's just going to be a bunch of flawed teams that one of them is going to have a hot October and win the pennant. Uh, the I, you know, I said the Giants are the biggest surprise. The Cubs are the weirdest one. Uh, I think the biggest letdown has to be the Atlanta Braves. Mm. The Braves were a team that I thought were the one team. I, I thought the Padres were going to win the pennant, and I thought the Dodgers were going to give them, you know, I thought it was going to be San Diego or L.A. were going to go into the World Series. Uh, but I thought the one team that could, could spoil the party mm-hmm. was Atlanta who, lest we forget, had a lead in Game 7 of the NLCS last year and has been knocking on the cusp of an elite season. And look, there's time for them to turn around, but it's, you know, you can say it's early. It's mid-June, and that means pretty soon it will be July. And you can't be a sub-500 team in July and look someone in the eye, especially with the Mets, with their very good pitching staff and their offense starting to click, 
you you're not going to get a wild card spot because that's going to be in California. So your only chance to win a playoff spot is to make up the as of this recording uh, seven games in the loss column behind the Mets. So I, the the you know I mean I think the Cardinals and the Yankees have been disappointments this year, but I also think they'll turn it around. I think the Yankees are going to be a playoff team. I think St. Louis is going to be. Uh, is going to be really close in there for uh, the division title. But the Braves have to turn it on pretty soon. Otherwise, this is going to be a real disappointing year, especially when you consider Sully if the two wildcard teams are going to be two California second, teams. Did you know Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? They got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's a flavor for everyone. And the reason why I love Bilt Bars is because I'm a health-conscious guy. I'll be grinding it out at the gym every day, but I got a sweet tooth, and Bilt Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar, and in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high protein and high in fiber, so it's great for that keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to go to Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Get back to the pod. Wild card game, and another one will be eliminated during the division series. So the way the playoffs are set up now could eliminate two of the three best teams in the National League before we get to the League Championship Series. We saw that happen in 2015 when the three best teams in baseball were St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Chicago. But because they were all in the same division, uh, two of them were eliminated before we got to the League Championship Series. I think we get rid of divisions mm. and have the and align them based upon the win loss records the way they do in basketball. You know, so it's not so if you know, the two best teams are, you know, the the Giants and the Padres should meet on uh, or the Giants, Padres, or Dodgers. One of the combination of them should meet in the league championship series. And the way it's set up now, that's a physical impossibility. Yeah, because I don't. And I don't... so a team. Well, no, I was just going to say ahead. for a team like the Braves, for a team like the Braves who would have a chance to get into the National League Championship Series without having to face a California team. That's what they are coughing up by wetting the bed this year. And why winning the Central or winning the East could lead could have a clear track to the NLCS. And then you're asking, okay, be better than LA, San Diego, or San Francisco for seven games as opposed to a best of five series where it's, you know, you're, you may not be able to do it. 
Yeah, and I don't mind your realigning of the league thing. It's just that I still think we need the interleague. I think we need more interleague play, more across pollination, because even though basketball has the East and West Conference, okay. every NBA team still plays each other at least twice during the year in a match I of agree. four times. I yeah. totally agree. Because I don't I understand. I, I, I'm not saying when I say to block them to those divisions, I'm not saying to lock them in that that's the okay. only times they play each other. I'm saying they play each other more than the other. But no, I want every I want every team. If I, I have 32 teams in my in my version of the league, I expand mm-hmm. by two. Okay. Um, I want all 32 teams to play each other at least in one series by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, because that, that's my only pushback on what you said. Because right now. The D-backs are not going to play the AL East at all this year. That's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know how you play 162 games and you don't play every team in the no, sport. No, you got you to play every single team, at least, at least for one series. At least for one series. Yeah, so that's really my only pushback with that. The Giants, I actually thought I, – I didn't think they were going to be in first place, but I thought they were going to be a sneaky good team this year just because they were so competitive in 2020. I mean, they're basically the land of misfit toys. Kevin Gosman, I mean, the, the turnaround he's had in his career, he's he might win Cy Young this year. I mean, he's been that good. I, I think Jacob not, DeGrom. Jacob, I'm sorry. I mean, Jacob DeGrom is still alive. And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, until, until further notice, it's Jacob DeGrom's award. So. DeGrom's still alive, but I, I would have to look at the game by game. Scott, I don't think Gosman has gone less than six innings in any game. I think he's, he's had been a quality amazing. start in he's every He's been game. amazing. I, and, I, and to be fair, I didn't think the Giants were going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be uh, a wild card contender. Okay. But I didn't expect them to be the best team in baseball in mid-June. Yeah, yeah, that's where I, I then we're probably in agreement there because yeah. I, yeah, I definitely thought they were going to be frisky this year. And I think Gosman right now, I'm looking at it, leads the National League in ERA. I mean, he, he's going to have a case. For, he, doesn't, no, he's not, he doesn't have a better ERA than DeGrom, does he? I don't think DeGrom qualifies because he's missed oh, a couple starts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, that, okay, that does make sense. Yeah, because DeGrom's got a 0.62 ERA. So that's, yeah, I was about that's to say. Is, yeah, okay. That, right. That's absolutely stupid. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. It's definitely going to be a fun Cy Young race there. Unfortunately, my guy, Zach Allen, my bold prediction before the season was he was going to finish top two. There wasn't going to be two. Well, he, I don't, he's might've made uh, only two starts so far this season. No. Haven't seen a lot of Zach Allen, unfortunately. No, but, no, you really haven't. No. And D-backs are struggling 20 and 43 on the season. Whenever you want to have me on the pod to discuss our despair, you said 2022 world series champion. What are we going to do? Get a little Jack Leiter in this year's, uh, why not? why not have him bring her up to the big show all right yeah yeah i mean you might be the second best starter in this rotation from day one before yeah uh, i might be the third <laughs> that, that might be true i mean in fairness they have five starters down right now so they're, yeah. they're really struggling they might need you actually to go out there and pitch i mean I'll get, I'll get it loose i'll get it loose with all their injuries but sully i we've been talking here for almost an hour now any last thoughts before we head out today um just keep watching it it's it's this is a fun year and get out to the ballpark, you know, wear your mask or do whatever you need to feel safe. But I had such a ball when I went to Oakland. It was the first time I went to a ball game since the 2019 playoffs when I went to a game uh, between the Nats and the Dodgers at Dodgers Stadium in the division series. And I hadn't been to a playoff. I haven't been to a game since then. And um, just go have fun and enjoy this season. You know, for all the flaws and everything that we talk about, it's still the best game. And it's still so much fun. Mm-hmm. Love baseball. Might argue about it being the best game, but that's neither here or there. Sully, where can the people find you on? Uh, well, I'm not going to argue that. I do. I talk baseball during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So uh, you follow me 
you can follow the podcast Locked On MLB on all your podcatchers. Follow us on Twitter, Locked On MLB Pods. If you want to follow me personally, I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Please call him Sully. Thank you, Sully, my friend, for hopping on today. Thanks, man. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Praskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage. Stay healthy. Deuces!